Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Welcome to Mad Beast, the Australian rollerblading podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this little episode, I want to ponder again the difference between fear and courage, or fearlessness and courage. Um, I don't know if you remember back in, I guess it was mainly in the 90s, there was actually even like a whole kind of brand graphic design thing, No Fear was the logo, No Fear, um, as if the, the really hardcore, the really skillful, brave, awesome, had no fear at all. Uh, but I don't think that's quite right, or not everybody has to be like that in order to live a good life or to be an awesome skater. Um, but uh, rather rather than there being, uh, being a thing of no fear, um, it's about courage. Rather than being fearlessness, uh, it's about bravery. Uh, and I think that's a really helpful distinction to have, that it's all right to kind of really have to psych yourself up for something, um, to be nervous about something. That's kind of actually a healthy thing in a, st- <laughs> in a stack of ways. But um, at the same time, um, uh, you know, we've got to then marshal the, um, the energy, uh, the courage to do something. Here's a couple of examples of that kind of thing being, um, uh, being talked about. The first one is from Aristotle, <laughs> the ancient philosopher. Speaks about the golden mean, the golden middle. Um, you know that, that a lot of virtue stuff, as well as beauty, as well as other things, he says, kind of lies in this perfect kind of middle um, between, um, on the one hand, uh, one extreme; on the other hand, another extreme. Um, so here we go. This is from Chapter 7 of uh, Nicomedian Ethics, I think it's called, something like that. He says, We must, however, not only make this general statement, but apply it to the individual facts. For among statements about conduct, those which are general apply more wed- widely, but those which are particular are more genuine, since conduct has to do with individual cases, and our statements must harmonise with the facts in these cases. We may take these cases from our table. With regard to feelings of fear... And confidence, courage is the mean. So in the middle is courage. That's the goal between fear and confidence. Of the people who exceed, he who exceeds in fearlessness has no name. Many different states don't have a particular word, he's saying. Uh, While the man who exceeds in confidence is rash. And he who exceeds in fear falls short in confidence is a coward. And it talks about pleasures and pains, not all of them, but the, the mean is temperance between pleasures and pains. Um, the excess is self-indulgence. Uh, person, persons deficient with regard to pleasure are not often found, since such persons have received no name, but we could call them insensible. So a numb person who takes no pleasure or pain, uh, a self-indulgent person just kind of goes off in kind of greedy self-indulgence, but temperance is enjoying things in moderation. So also with bravery, uh, courage is a middle between foolhardy, reckless stupidity, a 
and um, uh, on the one hand and cowardice and, and cringing and chickening out on the other. And so that's, I think, a really cool example of that, where this kind of ancient philosopher and ethicist goes, yeah, actually the sweet spot is not feeling no fear at all, um, but rather the sweet spot is, um, is figuring out, despite the fear, what's worth chasing after and courage. Yeah? Here's another one. This is from a much, much more recent book, um, a book actually about creativity and writing and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, in talking about fear, it also applies again to being chicken and scared and intimidated by tricks, jumps, flips, new challenges, handrails, whatever. Um, this is Elizabeth Gilbert from her book, Big Ma Magic. She says, the fear you need and the fear you don't. Now, you probably think I'm going to tell you that you must become fearless in order to live a more creative life or a more awesome extreme sporting life, but I'm not telling you to do that because I don't happen to believe it's true. Creativity is a path for the brave, yes, or extreme sports is a path for the brave, yes, but it's not a path for the fearless, and it's important to recognise the distinction. Bravery means doing something scary. Fearlessness means not even understanding what the word scary means. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so bravery and courage and tackling a new trick or a new challenge or a new skill. Um, that means doing something that is scary. You're scared as you do it, but you do it. That's bravery. Fearlessness, in a sense, isn't bravery because fearlessness means not really knowing what the word scary means. She goes on, if your goal in life is to become fearless, then I believe you're already on the wrong path because the only truly fearless people I've ever met were straight-up sociopaths <laughs> and few uh, exceptionally reckless three-year-olds, and those aren't good role models for anyone. The truth is you need fear for obvious reasons of basic survival. Evolution did well to install a fear reflex within you because if you don't have any fear, you'd lead a short, crazy, stupid life. You'd walk into traffic. You'd drift off into the woods and be eaten by bears. You'd jump into giant waves off the coast of Hawaii despite being a poor swimmer. You'd marry a guy who said on the first date, I don't necessarily believe people were designed by nature to be monogamous. So yeah, you absolutely do need your fear, but in order to protect you from actual dangers like the one I've listed above. But, and I mean, that's the same goes with skating, right? That you've got to calculate risk wisely and figure out what you can't yet do or you shouldn't do or is too risky for where you're at in your personal life and commitments and responsibilities. But you don't need your fear in the realm of creative expression. She says, seriously, you don't. And then she goes on for more kind of encouragement about being confident in um, uh, in your creativity or whatever else. And I guess this is the thing where we kind of manage this all up um, uh, with our skating, within the boundaries of what is safe but still intimidating. We've got to figure out how to manage that fear. She says, trust me, your fear will always show up, especially when you're trying to be inventive and innovative. Your fear will always be triggered by your creativity because creativity asks you um, to enter into the realms of uncertain outcome and fear hates uncertain outcomes. Your fear, programmed by evolution to be hypervigilant and insanely overprotective, will always assume that any uncertain outcome is destined to end in a bloody, horrible death. Basically, your fear is like a mall cop who thinks he's a Navy SEAL. He hasn't slept in days. He's all hopped up on Red Bull and is liable to shoot at his own shadow in an absurd effort to keep everyone safe. 
This is totally natural and human. It's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. It is, however, something that very much needs to be dealt with. And that is totally true. When you're contemplating a trick within your skill set that you can do, but it's still really scary, dropping in on a vert ramp for the first time, attempting a new flip for the first time, jumping onto that handrail and committing to that grind um, and worrying how it will go as you pick up speed. Um, rolling in on something, if you, you know, different levels of confidence, whatever, spinning unnaturally um, in, in a gap. Uh, whatever it is, yeah, you got to know that fear but not let it do what she's saying here. Kind of be so over the top that it's kind of like suffocating and overreacting and hypervigilant. Hey, this is a quick little mid-episode ad uh, to encourage you to consider giving towards a rollerblading novel. You can check that out over at uh, the Patreon link to uh, in the episode notes. Um, if you've listened to the Mad Beef podcast a fair bit, and especially an episode like episode 130, What Killed Rollerblading and What Will Bring It Back, you'll know that um, I'm a big believer in the need for us to build our cultural capital, not a whole bunch of things that build our breadth and depth as a whole community and culture and sport. And the idea of doing a literary novel about rollerblading is putting a little piece into that. The project is Fruit Booters, a rollerblading novel that hopefully I can get published with a traditional publisher. So if you want to help me set aside the time to get that done quickly and do it properly, I'm already 10,000 words in. Um, then you can go over to patreon.com slash Michael G. James. Michael G. James, all one word. There's a whole bunch of different rewards. It's up to um, a printed copy of the finished product signed by a bunch of past and present Aussie pro skaters. So check it out. Anyway, back to the episode. You are something the whole universe is doing. And she then gives this really cool analogy, and I'll finish with this of a road trip. Here's how I've learned to deal with my fear. I've made a decision a long time ago that if I want creativity in my life, or you could say, you know, extreme aggressive skating in your life, I do happen to believe it's true. Um, uh, if you want it in your life, then you have to make space for fear, plenty of space for fear. I've decided, she said, that I need to build an expansive enough interior life that my fear and my creativity could peacefully coexist, since it appeared that they would always be together. In fact, it seems to me that my fear and my creativity are basically conjoined twins, as evidenced by the fact that creativity can't take a single step forward without fear marching right alongside it. Fear and creativity shared a womb. They were born at the same time. They still share some vital organs. And that's why we have to be careful how we handle our fear. Because I've noticed that when people try to kill off their fear, they often end up inadvertently murdering their creativity in the process. So I don't try to kill off my fear. I don't go to war against it. Instead, I make all that space for it, heaps of space, every single day. I'm making space for fear right this moment. I allow my fear to live and breathe and stretch its legs comfortably. Seems it might make me let, uh, it seems to me that the less I fight fear, the less it fights back. If I can relax, fear relaxes too. And hey, how true is that? And that is definitely true with skating vert and airing on vert. Relaxing is so important. I mean, it's so hard because it's so scary. Um, but it's that ironic solution that actually by relaxing more in a frightening situation, you're actually going to be better off. Uh, I even have a welcoming speech prepared for fear, which I deliver right before embarking upon a new project or adventure. Um, it's the road trip, so let me jump down to uh, how she does it. She goes, Dear Fear, creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. I understand you'll be joining us because you always do. I acknowledge that. 
because I believe you have an important job to do in my life and that you take your job seriously. Apparently your job is to induce complete panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And may I say, you are superb at your job. So by all means, keep doing your job if you feel you must. But I will also be doing my job on this road trip, which is to work hard and stay focused. And creativity will be doing its job, which is to remain stimulating and inspiring. There's plenty of room in this vehicle for all of us, so make yourself at home, but understand this, Creativity and I are the only ones who'll be making any decisions along the way. I recognise and respect you, Fear. You're part of this family, and so I'll never exclude you from our activities, but still, your suggestions, Fear, will never be followed. You're allowed to have a seat, and you're allowed to have a voice, but you're not allowed to have a vote. You're allowed to touch the road, you're not allowed to touch the road maps, you're not allowed to suggest the detours, you're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. <laughs> That's weird. Today. So, um, uh, so there's some thoughts about going, yeah, fear isn't a bad thing. Fear is there, make space for fear. Don't even necessarily fight it and try and totally overcome it. But as you've made space for it, then also resolve that it's not going to drive what you do. Yeah? Your skill, your creativity, your resolve, um, your goals is going to drive what you do. And fear will be there. And at times, and fear will suck, really suck. But you don't need to be fearless. You just need to be brave and courageous. So all the best out there, bladers. Be brave. Be courageous. Live with the fear, but don't let the fear touch the temperature control or the radio or the steering wheel. <laughs> there we go. Talk soon. Bye. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.